We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome to another edition of Mind of My Money presented by Pinnacle. I'm Neil McCready, Martin Palomo from Pinnacle with me here today. As always here on this Thursday, it's October the 13th. I have to timestamp everything. 10.37 a.m. Central Daylight Time as we it is indeed. this. I'm looking at a um, a tweet where a, a guy still arguing about masks and such. Maybe back to the COVID era of always having to timestamp things. So there's your timestamp here on this Thursday. Thank you for making us a part of your week. Hope you have a great weekend ahead. A, a quick programming note in case we forget to tell you, we will not have a mind on my money next week because Martin's going on a vacation. Must be nice. Whoop, whoop. Must be nice to go on vacation. It is nice. I'm looking forward to it. You know what I'm going to do the whole time? Drink Nothing. Probably. Sit in the I'm, sun. Probably. Wear sunglasses she, so that your wife doesn't see you checking out other girls. Walking other chicks. Bikinis. Yeah, she doesn't. I don't think she even cares about that anymore. But she probably will tell me in all, in all seriousness, like she loves to read. And uh, she's probably going to. The last time we went on vacation, just the two of us, and it was a relaxing vacation. And we're going for her 40th birthday, but she made me read two books before I could get up and start talking to people. Cause she knew once I start talking to people, we we're going to have, you know, dinner plans with this couple and we're going to do an excursion with this. She's like, that, I don't want to do that. She's like, I, and she's like, I know it's going to take you two or three days to read two books. So she's like, I know I'm going to have half of my vacation. Like I want it. And I was like, oh, that's fair enough. That's pretty fair. Good for her. <laughs> Setting those boundaries. Way right? to go, Jen. Set the boundaries. <laughs> Damn right. Uh, all right, before we get rolling, I'm in the Clark Ford Studios, 662-257-1900. It's in Amory, Mississippi. Call that number. Ask for my buddy, Corey Clark. Let Corey know what Ford product you're looking for. He'll send you a quote within 15 minutes in business hours. Right to the bottom line, no hassle, no haggle. You get to quote the rest completely up to you. You can shop that quote around. You can do what I've done. What I recommend that you do, and that's hop into a Clark Ford today, 662-257-1900. And uh, before we get rolling, Martin, tell the people what's going on there. At Pinnacle, man, uh, we are we are just kind of rocking and rolling, business as usual. Um, you know, here markets continue to be continue to be volatile. Not just stocks. I mean, bonds probably more so than stocks. Um, and we have I've had a click up in uh, phone calls this week from folks. Um, so that tells me that we are probably getting pretty close to. Uh, <laughs> to the end at least the end of the bloodletting we may go sideways for for a little while before you know before there's any type of 
of uh, of recovery. You know, and and I know when folks get real nervous, and I and I get it, dude, too. But I think a lot of people probably say, "Oh, well, it's, you know, it's not your money, so you don't worry about it." And I, I'm like, no, I I probably worry about it more than my clients do because I don't like being responsible for you know, for losses. And unfortunately this year, there's been nowhere to escape unscathed unless you're in like directly on real estate um, or even, or cash. And and with cash, you still have a, a real negative return because cash is not yielding a, a return and inflation is, you know, is, is hot. So if you're not at least keeping pace with inflation, you have a, a negative real return, which is every asset class, except for, you know, maybe Exxon Mobil and Chevron and ConocoPhillip, but but um, usually when when folks start getting, you know, start when the phone starts ringing a little more, you know, we're getting pretty close to to ends of it. But um, but yeah, if you're if that if that is that if that is you, the best way to not look and worry about your account, or the best way to not worry about your account is to not look. And then also, if you've got a plan in place, you know, for the future, knowing that you're going to be in good shape. It can, it can divert the attention from what's going on today. So if you don't have that or you want, or you're not sure if you have it, uh, give us a call 601-957-0323, or you can email us info at my P I N N wealth.com. All right. We're going to start maybe playing a little game. Okay. We're going to do the, uh, the game's going to be, it's a really long name to a game, but there's going to be the theme to the game. Tell me about your week without telling me about your week in a sentence. Tell me about your week without telling me about your week in a sentence. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. So do I go first or do you go first? You can go first. Okay. Um, text from Jen. She had a blowout because she hit a curb. $750 later, we have new rotors, brakes, and a new tire. So she cut it too close, hit a curb, screwed up the tires, blew out the tires, blew out the everything. <laughs> well, so apparently well, what she did $750, that's, that's, you could be a lot worse. Well, we have, uh, you know, I have those things that most, that most people will never buy on their cars, which is those, you know, maintenance plans and the warranty stuff. So some of the work was covered. She had to get new rotors. Uh, not because of the blowout, but the blowout, she said she was trying to miss somebody that was in the middle of the lane at Target. So she turned too tight, back wheel clipped the, ate the curb, blew it out the sidewall. And, um, and then she caught, so I had refereed all weekend long, which I got to, I tossed, uh, I tossed two, two sets of, of fans, um, this weekend refereeing in soccer. Oh, wow. Which was, uh, Sweet. which was a, it was a first for me. I've never tossed parents before because i usually don't care but some of the stuff they're saying was really really derogatory and disrespectful so i was like nah we're not gonna do that anyway so i get finished refereeing my last game on sunday and uh she texts me and says can you come pick me up i've had a blowout and i was like dude well first of all like we have on our insurance <laughs> she's got 24 7 roadside service she just didn't know but anyway i went and changed i hadn't changed the tire in 20 years and I changed her tire and then sent her to the, uh, to the dealership on, on Monday to get a new tire, which, you know, the tire was 300 bucks, but 
when they got in there, they were like, dude, your brake pads are metal on metal and your rotor is warped because it was metal on metal. I was like, awesome. But fortunately, my uh, I did have the maintenance plan that covered some of it. So, yeah, I did. I feel like I did get out pretty cheap for rotors, back brake pads, and uh, and a new tire. Yeah, absolutely. That's pr- pretty smart to have the plans. Well, when when you have stuff happen, right? It's not smart when <laughs> when you never use it and you take care of your vehicle. Uh, anyway, that was probably derogatory too. Yeah. Sorry, Jen. She doesn't listen. She doesn't listen. No, she doesn't. She doesn't listen to our show, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> I mean, we can test that. We could just start like really talking some trash about Jen and see what happens. See yeah. We'll oh, see what will happen is. So Jennifer has friends everywhere, which, you know, it makes me, it makes me have to be, uh, really on my P's and Q's wherever I am, because I'll have people that'll walk up to me and they're like, Hey, Martin. I'm like, Hey man, do do I know you're like, Oh, we're friends with Jennifer. I was like, of course you are. Yeah. Uh, she has eyes. She has eyes everywhere. So when she's like, Hey, where have you been? If like, I know that I was like, you know, not at work and I was playing golf or something like that. I'll, I'll be like, yeah, I was playing golf. Or, you know, oh, I went to meet some friends to, <laughs> to you know, grab a beer or whatever. Uh, yeah, I never, I know whenever she's asking me, hey, where have you been? That means she probably already knows. She already knows. Been. She's yeah. testing. She's yeah. Testing, <laughs> she's testing your veracity. Yeah. 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 It's just not worth it anymore, man. No. Like, no. Or it's not worth it, period. Not anymore. It's not worth it, period. Right. So, dude, tell me about your week without telling me about your week one sentence so a week ago my answer to this question had we played the game a week ago was that i got up this morning not intending to buy a car and just bought a car that would have been a week ago this that's week, carson's right that's carson's yeah yeah this week and had you told me this week i would say what i'm saying this week i probably would have hesitated a little bit last week this week it's i had an 1100 dollars vet bill Ooh. That's this week. Ooh. So, I mean, you had some, you had some sick fur friends. Yeah. So Monday night, Carson comes in here. Monday's a super busy work day for me. I mean, just, just all day, just rolling. That, and he was off of school, right? He No, he had school. Okay. They, they had, they had fall break, but we don't celebrate Columbus anymore because he was probably a bad person. And, um, hmm. yeah. I'm um, no comment. <laughs> I, I know. We're on the same page here. It's like, come on. I mean, I'm not even going to go there. I mean, no, stop, Neil. Neil, bite your yep. tongue. Move on. Okay. Tell uh, me about tell me about the story, Neil. So, so he comes in and he goes, "Hey, uh, he goes, hey, can you come look at Gus?" And I was like, "Yeah, I'm coming." And I go out there, and basically, he and and Gus, who's our seven and a half year old Labrador, had been. Um, wrestling and he said that he had noticed a week ago that um gus had a little spot underneath him he's like i didn't think anything of it he goes and now it's really big and i was like well that's probably not good no probably not and so i called that made an appointment take him in making sure everything's okay with my daughter hold on one second i'm sorry no, you're, i know you're this, good, isn't, man. this isn't great pod but i've learned to at least ask you're good, dude. Uh, so you guys take Gus in. Take so I take him in. 
And uh, the the vet vet's great, by the way. Fantastic vet that we deal with here. Um, more than one person at the vets. So when I say vet, I mean the whole place. They're, they're really good. Um, he he says, well, you know, probably cancer. Um, you know, we need to do a, a blood work and all that stuff to make sure it hasn't already spread and all those things, which you understand. You're hearing that about your dog and you're realizing that what you always know is that you fall in love with these animals and you know you're not going to have them but a limited period of time. And I think in, in your mind on a lab, you think, I'm going to have him 12, 13 years. And so when he's seven years old, begun to get nostalgic, but not you're not there yet, right? And you start thinking, oh, my God, you know, are we going to have to like put him down? Is it going to have spread or whatever? And so they did all the blood work, came back that afternoon, and um, all the blood work was clean and all that stuff. And so, so we, we need to go get this out. And I'm like, yeah, of course, we need to get it out. And, and um, they cut it out and got wide margins. And poor old Gus has got to wear a cone for two weeks. And oh, the cone of shame. The cone of shame. And Gus is not the most... Um, the word I'm looking for here. He, I mean, it's not gonna hurt his feelings. He doesn't know English. He, he except you know, he's a <laughs> turkey, cheese, ham, egg. He knows certain words. It's amazing the words that he knows are food related. But um, <laughs> he's not exactly the most most resourceful dog in the world. Uh, he he he's not going to fend for himself very well. He's he would rather you fend for him. And um, so he's got the cone on, and he hasn't really figured out yet how to get. He can do it because I'm looking right at it. Like, this would not be hard, man. Um, but he he's yet to accomplish it, like get his food or whatever. So, And he needs to lose some weight, so he's probably going to lose some here. Um, but he, he's he's it's going to be – and he's got all these staples in his leg. They had to take this thing out, and it's going to be two long weeks. And Yeah, that's my week. That's my week. And so, you know, like – I got to go out of town next weekend and I already kind of feel like guilty. Like you're going to have to manage all this, but maybe by then he'll be better, but he's going to have to manage. She's going to have to manage all his medicines and all that stuff. She's got all these medicines and he's got a infected toe and all. He's just, just a dog, man. I mean, and then you, but you think like, like he's like, you know, and this is the kind of cancer that typically comes back and like, well, how many times do you do this before it's, stupid and then you get mad at yourself for thinking what i just said out loud i don't know that's where i'm that's where i am today i'm just just dealing dealing with uh well dude it's and it's kind of wild how different it is today with with how animals are a part of family because you know like when i was growing up they were you know dogs were just the dog and you know uh it was folks were real quick to you know not spend money on the animal health. And, uh, like, you know, my, at Jen's house, my in-laws, they're great people, awesome people. Uh, they don't listen either. So they'll never hear me talk about how, how awesome they are, uh, which is unfortunate because, you know, that might score me some brownie points too. Uh, but anyway, they have Boston Terriers, man. And, and they've just always had Boston's and, uh, the, the Boston's are, are better well cared are they more well cared for than <laughs> than the than the humans in the house and it just trips me out I was like even one of their bostons had a a pretty big um a pretty big issue 
and they took him to Mississippi State to the, you know, to the uh, animal hospital there in state had him for, I don't know, a week, two weeks. And uh, that vet bill was was very, very expensive. And they didn't bat an eye at, at paying yeah. it. And they were willing to pay whatever they needed to pay to make sure that, you know, that the Boston's were cared for and, and came home. And I'm like, dang, man, that's kind of that's such a change from when, you know, when I was a kid, because like if I'd had a dog that was terminally ill, I mean, I love my dad. Uh, you know, the, the Cuban side of the family, he was like, all right, uh, pup and I are going to go out on a hunt and <laughs> he's not going to make it back and he's not going to make the, you know, dad would come back and, and the pup probably would not. I mean, just, I'm just being honest about, I know how that, how that would roll. If a vet told my dad, like, Hey, your bill's $1,100. He'd be like, um, have you got a plastic bag? Uh, is there a, we had a basset hound. Is there a Folgers can around here? We had a basset hound when we were little kids, and he always got out and went away and went all over town and all that stuff. And one day my parents, quote, gave him to these people that lived on a big farm. And the yeah. older I get, the more I We've think. We've done that. The more I think there was no farm. No. <laughs> there wasn't. There was We've, no farm. We've had, I've had that experience, too. <laughs> I hope I hope my children don't listen to the show either. <laughs> yeah, the more I think about it, the more I go, nope, it probably wasn't a farm. There was not. <laughs> there was not a farm. Beauregard just didn't he just didn't keep going. That was it. That was it for him. We had yep. we had weird dog names. My dad named it we had a basset hound named Beauregard. We had another <laughs> dog named Rasputin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And as a kid, you're like, I have no idea what this means. It's no, that's hilarious too, because Rasputin was like a like black magic. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. oh man. Anyway, well, we dude, we have weird names in our house for our animals, but that's because we let our well, when Gia was, I guess five, you know, she named the animals, and we were, you know, Jen and I were both kind of dog people, uh, and. Jen started rescuing cats and I was like, what are you doing? Like, we're not, do not do this. And we had a, uh, our first cat was a, uh, he was a Tomcat dude. He was a street cat. He did not like being inside. Um, and he was kind of an abandoned, lived under our shrubs at our house. And Jen coaxed him inside the house with food and water. And he was solid black and he had like a triangle mask or beard. Uh, and, and he looked like Darth Vader's mask. So Gia called him Darth Vader kitty. And, Darth Vader kitty is what stuck and He actually ended up with, um, feline leukemia and, uh, dude, Jen, Jen doesn't cry. She didn't cry at our wedding. She didn't cry when Gia was born. She is not, uh, she's got like dude emotions and, uh, man, she like broke over this cat that wasn't ours. I was like, what in the hell is wrong with you? It's like, it's like this cat wasn't even our cat. And so immediately we get another rescue uh, Jen named her, her name was mercy. She's real fat. Now she's a very fortunate cat, but our, we got these two munchkins that are, they really act like dogs and they are, it's a genetic, like, uh, dis, not a disease. Uh, it's a genetic issue they have, and they have these little stub legs, but they're full bodied, like full size cats with little nubs for legs. And they're called dwarfs, like dwarf kittens. And we have a solid black one and Gia named him Gerald. So we have a really old man name for, for our old black cat. And dude, he's, 
he's a trip. He, he acts like a dog. He does not act like a cat at all. And then we have another new one. Uh, she's just like Siamese and Gina named her Luna, but, uh, that, which is not as weird as Gerald or Rasputin, uh, or Beauregard. Beauregard. Yep. Beauregard. We called him him Bo, but yeah, yeah, that makes sense. What'd you call What'd you guys call Rasputin? Uh, Rasputin, but he he didn't last long. Seems like he bit somebody and that was that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, well, that's, uh, very befitting of his name then yes exactly <laughs> all right so a little bit oh, of- yeah we we have other stuff to talk real stuff to talk about although i, mean, I didn't i enjoyed talking about it yeah i did too people probably like that better they, <laughs> right <laughs> people want some money news so let's let's give them some quick money news um hell i don't even know where to start u.s core inflation hit new four decade high last month yep it's from the uh the wall street journal Yes, sir. Prices excluding energy and food rose 6.6%, and those rose more than that. The overall CPI rose 8.2% in September, down slightly from the previous month's gain. It's the uh, biggest annual rise in core prices since August 1982. I was 12 at the time. A sign that persistent increases are becoming entrenched in the economy, the bond market takes another big hit from inflation data. Uh, inflation storm from the shelters, one of the highlights. Uh, U.S. stocks rebound, on the other hand. Yeah, which is crazy. Social security benefits to increase 8.7%. The super yep. cost of living adjustment is the biggest boost to benefits in four decades. Makes you wonder, do we have the funds to keep doing that? But that's another thing entirely. Yeah, Report- we can talk about that, too. Report seals case for 0.75 point Fed rate rise in November. I mean, yep. Look, I just write about football a lot, and like today, I wrote a little bit about basketball for something on Sunday. I can't even imagine trying to sort of put all this together and make it make sense for someone like you who is responsible for trying to help people manage their retirement funds. Yep. Well, dude. So, I mean, I can tell you, and we talk about interest rates a whole lot, and we talk about the Fed. A whole lot because because the Fed is is the most powerful, um, you know, in, are the I should say the largest influencer of markets in the world, um, and so that would make Jay Powell, you know, the most powerful influencer in financial markets in the world. And dude, he has a tough job. Um, you know, we can be somewhat critical of him because he. He, he really should have started raising rates last year. We thought he was going to start raising rates in fourth quarter of last year. And even if he would have started in fourth quarter, um, I, he would have just been a little bit ahead of the game, you know, but, uh, but he still had the, it's, it was the, if it was a shit sandwich that he had to eat, he still had to eat the turd, no matter whether he started it you know, eating it early or he started eating it late. It's the same turd that he's going to have to eat. And, uh, you know, and he really only has two tools to combat this. And, um, and I'm not being an apologist or, you know, making excuses for Jay Powell at all. Uh, I think he did a great job handling us through, uh, through all the COVID stuff. You know, he stood up to Trump when, when Trump wanted him to bend over and, and do what Trump told him to do. And Trump told him no, um, which I thought took, pretty big set of testicles uh to do that and and he ended up being right in the end but 
you know, here's something where he's got a little bit of a black eye because inflation is still persistent. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. I kind of thought inflation would be transitory. It made sense that it would be transitory. Uh, but since we were kind of late to the game and even more money got pumped into, you know, into people's bank accounts, it does make sense that inflation is, is, has been persistent. Um, and, and so as it, as it kind of relates to people's, you know, portfolios or their, you know, 401ks or their IRAs or their savings accounts. Um, I mean, dude, there's been a lot of blood this year and not just in stocks. I mean, the most of the blood has come from people's bond portfolios. And, and I really don't think that folks understand that they just look at their bottom line and they say, Hey, you know, my account went down by $10,000 or $40,000 or $200,000. And they have no idea where the actual, where the attribution is for, you know, those losses. They just, I think most people just assume that it stocks because most of the time when you lose money in your portfolio, it's because stocks have gone down and and stocks have gone down this year. So I'm not saying that they, you know, they get away scot-free, but usually what happens, let's just use easy, easy numbers, you know, in a year where let's go back to 2020, we have a real live example, 2020, you know, stock market went down uh, 35, 37%, S&P 500 down 35, 37%. Um, you know, in February, March of 2020, the beginning of COVID. 
Well, if you had bonds in your portfolio, your bonds did their job. They were the ballast. They kind of they kind of held the portfolio together. And let's just say for easy math that bonds earned, you know, a, a positive, um, you know, 5% return during that time period. And let's just say for easy math that stocks were down 40% during that time period. And just also for easy math, if you had a 50-50 portfolio, so 50% stocks, 50% bonds, we're going to do the real quick calculation of what your real return was during that time period. So if half of the portfolio is stocks and it was down 40%, that's that half that's down 40%, it contributed negative 20% to the total return column because it was 50% of the portfolio and it was down 40%. So it contributed negative 20%. Well, if your bonds were up 5% and they were also half of the portfolio, they were, you know, a positive, um, you know, 2.5%. So you say negative 20, you know, and the positive 2.5, your total return would have been negative 17 and a half. But if you were hundred percent stocks, you would be negative 40. So that's where bonds really help to offset when you have periods of, you know, of losses in the stock so that you're not down 40, you're down 17 and a half. No one's excited about being down 17 and a half, but it's better than being down 40. It's true. So fast forward to this year, let's go same scenario. We're going to use, let's just kind of use where we are today. So stocks are down 30%. And if you're 50% of the portfolio, then that's negative 15% that's attributed from stocks. Bonds are down 15% right now, 15%. So if you are down 15% in the bonds, that contributes, you know, negative seven and a half. So negative 15 plus negative seven and a half, you know, puts you down 22 and a half percent. And most people kind of look at that and they say, you know, Hey, uh, I'm down more than 20% and, you know, the markets are down, you know, almost 30. I thought, you know, we were safe or we had safe investments. And the truth of the matter is, is in most normal times, bonds do help, you know, offset the losses um, from stocks. But this year they didn't. They were, they're down right along with stocks. So, you know, for folks and folks who have, you know, are closer to retirement and they have more bonds in their portfolio. And this is where some of my phone calls were fielded this week was, you know, I had some of my clients that are, you know, in retirement and they're saying like, Hey, you know, I thought we were in a safe portfolio and, you know, they have 20% stocks in the portfolio. And for us, we use hedges in the portfolio. And then we also have bonds too. So folks who were down, you know, in our more conservative clients, if they are 20% stocks, 20% hedged, and then, you know, that leaves 60% they were in bonds. Well, what we did is we took, you know, half of our bond portfolio and essentially went to cash. So if they were fully bonds in our portfolio, they'd be down 50, or if they were fully bonds in their portfolio, they'd be down 15%. But a lot of our clients who had, you know, our more conservative strategy, they were have 20% stocks, 20% hedges, 60% bonds. The hedges are essentially flat for the year. The, you know, bonds, we were about 50% cash. So they're down, you know, seven, 8% 
And, and that hurts, you know, when you're, when you're think that you're in a really conservative portfolio or you're in a really conservative portfolio, but it's just a year where the bonds worked against you because interest rates have been going up. So folks that are looking at their statements going, you know, and I've got this bloodletting happening and they're like, I need to get out of my stocks. And we're like, dude, it's not just coming from your stocks. It's a lot of it is coming from, you know, from the bonds too. So it's uh, the best thing to do. And I know we say this all the time and I know people probably get tired of listening to me say this, but the best thing to do is have, have an advisor that you trust and to kind of walk you through this process and kind of get you away from focusing on, you know, what's happening in my portfolio today and start focusing on like, Hey, am I going to be okay down the road? You know, when I hit retirement and, you know, and, and ask the questions, are there any opportunities out there right now that we should be looking at? Because the answer is there are. Um, And, you know, a lot of times it's not, uh, you know, it's not a, it's not something that's like, oh, we're going to buy this individual stock. It may be that there's a different, you know, asset class that you can be looking at to add into the portfolio. Or you may say, hey, I've got some cash and I don't know what to do with it. And that advisor should give you, you know, some, some good advice on on how to do it. And most of that time, if you're going into stocks, it makes a whole lot of sense if you've got cash, but you just sprinkle it in over, you know, a couple months period. And it's called dollar cost averaging. Uh, and that's going to be a successful strategy. So usually, you know, I kind of tongue in cheek say, say to people, you know, if you're ready to throw a brick through my window, cause you're so upset about your, you know, what's happening in your portfolio, go ahead and toss that brick, uh, just a- attach a check to the brick, not to repair the window. I'll, I'll get the window fixed, but that check, that money needs to go into your account because that's the time you need to be buying when you're ready to, you know, run for the hills or throw the bricks through my window. That's a buying opportunity. What's interesting a little bit about um, what they're saying is that Fed officials want higher borrowing cost. Because some people say, why? Why do they add? Why does the rate keep going up? Why do they keep doing this? Fed officials want higher borrowing costs to slow economic activity by curbing spending, curbing hiring and investment, which over time should reduce demand to bring down inflation. There will be people, Martin, who will say, and listen, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I'm not one of these people who at least kind of thinks this. We don't want people to hire. We don't want people to get jobs. What do we want? Do we want unemployment to go up? I know we've covered this ground before, so we we ought to do this in a more uh, condensed manner. But I, I mean, as, yeah, you know, and we're under the full employment number right now, meaning that we're if this is a term, we are overemployed, which yeah. sounds, <laughs> which sounds bizarre, right? But, but what it does what tell you is that everybody who wants a job can get a job. Like, yep. like my daughter is graduating college in May. She has an interview tomorrow. She is already starting to, and most, uh, not most, but a lot of her friends who also don't graduate until May. And again, it's October as we record this, they already have jobs lined up. Right. I mean, so I, I, I do think, Boy, we could get into some life stuff here, right? Yeah. I mean, but, and let's and let's kind of get into some life stuff, dude, because it's it does it impacts everybody's life. This is you the lesson. I, I get this all the time. I get this one all the time. I get it all the time. It's I'm gonna say it. 
do people, it. People will reach out and they'll go, hey, uh, my son or daughter is interested in journalism. What do you think? I think they shouldn't be. But there's my response. And they are, well, what, what do you mean? And I'm like, okay, here's the deal. You want to be in this field? You got to really, this is a field, it's kind of like, did you ever play football, Martin? I played real football. Okay, yeah, yeah, football. Food, football. Did you ever play? Okay. That's, that's, I didn't play American football. Sorry. American I know that's football. what I was being smart ass. The one thing that anybody will tell you about American football is that practice sucks. Yes. The only way that you ever really enjoy playing football is if you love football. Okay? That makes sense. If you love football, you'll endure practice because Friday night is a lot of fun. Yep. If you love football and you're good enough, you'll endure preseason camp and all of the 6 a.m. workouts and all of that stuff because Saturday afternoon is awesome. And if you love football, you'll endure training camp and all the work and stuff because Sunday in the NFL is awesome. Does that make sense? It does make sense. So if, but if you don't love football, if you're only playing football because you think the cheerleaders are gonna you're gonna have a better chance with that cheerleader, yeah. better chance she's gonna go to the prom with you if you wear a football uniform on Friday night. But she's gonna marry the band nerd. Truth is, it's not a real good equation that you're making right there. So I, I, I say that to get to this. I have people ask me about journalism. What do you think? I'm like, you shouldn't do it. You should you should tell your kid not to do it. It almost inevitably pisses people off. And what I'm trying to say to them is this. Look, if your kid really wants to be a journalist, if they love journalism, for example, they love writing, they love reporting, don't don't do the, because well, well, I, I get this one all the time, and I promise everybody I'm getting to something, okay? I get the, well, he really loves football. So? Well, he really wants to cover football. Well, if he really loves football, tell him to go get a really good job make a lot of money, and buy season tickets for the NFL team in town. Uh, That'd be more fun. That would be more fun. He can take a pretty girl with him. Maybe it'd be his wife. They can go to a bar before the game, have a couple of mimosas or a draft beer or whatnot, go to the game. After the game, they can head out, hit another bar. It'd be a lot more fun on a Sunday. And while the guy's still sitting in the press box at 7 o'clock writing about a game that kicked off at noon, he'll be at home. Watching another game. Presumably with the same girl watching the Sunday night game lighting the grill. Which do you think sounds better? Yeah. And I like I like I like uh I like the not sitting in the press box at Yeah, so my, my, my point was man, you gotta really love it. Like you know, I mean I I, I don't want to make it about me, but it, it it's like the, the degree that I got in journalism is kind of meaningless, worthless. The master's degree that I got in communication, pretty worthless. What made me get to this place, and I guess those degrees helped me get on the bottom rung of the ladder. Sure. Was that I You hustled. Put the work in. I hustled and I had yep. some talent, right? I can yep. write. I can I, I can report. I can I I, I always love when people are like, Well, you I bet you know a lot of football. I'm like, not really. I just know how to write about football. There's a difference. Like I don't I do a show with uh uh, Pete DeWeese, he's a high school coach in Georgia. It's called Pete's Pigskin Preview. It's presented by Walk-On Sports Bistro. 
course. Visit him in Oxford originally today. And um, <laughs> nice plug. He breaks down football in a way that shows me that I don't know what the hell I'm watching. Right? I don't. I mean, I kind of know what I'm watching, but I don't really know what I'm watching. And most of the people in the stadium know even less than what I'm watching. But they enjoy it for different reasons. It's one of the things that makes sports awesome is that you can enjoy sports on different levels. But the point of that is, is that he can watch football and see all these things that are happening. I can't. Now, on the other hand, I can watch a football game, and five minutes after it's over, I can have 1,200 compelling words about that football game written, ready for publishing. And he probably can't. So he coaches football, and I'm a journalist. I'm getting so here's what I'm getting to. If you're telling, if your kids are going to college, you should now, because of what's happening in the world with employment and money and all these things, you should absolutely, you owe it to your children to tell your children to get a degree in something that has a job market. Sure. There's the Cause, yeah, because they could go pursue other things like. If uh, if they had a business degree uh, or an engineering degree and they had a passion, um, you can always pursue the passion. And then, um, you know, once you, know, once you either say, hey, this makes sense and I'm going to keep doing this, or you say, all right, that was fun, you know, while it lasted. And, uh, okay, now I'm going to go back and I'm going to, you know, use my engineering degree or use my, my business degree. And I realize those may not 100% translate, but, uh, you know, with, with journalism or, or writing about football, but, you know, like with engineers, you know, one of the, one of the cool things about, you know, guys with engineering degrees is a lot of people think, oh, if you become an engineer, you just have to work in a manufacturing firm, but businesses love engineers because they understand how to think critically. And if you look at a lot of, um, like, all right, where I worked, where I got my teeth kicked in right out of school, was at a consulting firm. Um, they're based out of Boston global investment consulting firm, but I was in the DC office and, um, the guy that I worked with total pain in the ass. Um, he was a great mentor to me, but he had a very high expectations and he had a low, uh, low amount of patience for stupidity and bullshit. And, uh, but he was an electrical engineer. Uh, you know, went to Stanford electrical engineering undergrad. Then he did his MBA at Stanford years later, um, through, you know, the graduate school of business there. And, um, you know, and he has a very marketable skill set, uh, for, for whatever it's like, even if he decided to get out of investments, I mean, he could almost walk into any large business and into an upper management position just because of, uh, you know, his degree and skills. So, I mean, I'm totally on board with that. Um, you know, Bella, Bella and I are having that conversation right now. She's a, a sophomore in high school and we're kind of having that conversation about, you know, what do you, what do you think that you might want to do? And she's real artsy. Um, you know, she's in band, does the color guard. She does theater. Uh, she's show choir, really, really smart kid, you know, and she's telling me like, Hey, I think I might want to go to medical school. And she's like, I think I'm going to get a degree in chemistry. And I was like, all right, babe, I love that. I'm going to time you out. I was like, can I challenge you to look into, if you're going to do chemistry, look into chemical engineering. 
because chemical engineering is going to be all of the chemistry classes, all the math classes. And if you apply to med school with a chemical engineering degree, you're, that's not going to hinder you at all. But like, let's say you don't want to practice medicine and then you do four years uh, and you have a degree in chemistry. Like, are you going to go teach? Are you going to, what are you going to do, you know, with, with a chemistry degree, if it's not medical related and I'm not, not knocking, you know, people who have chemistry degrees, but I just asked her like, Hey, if we're going to do chemistry, why not do chemical engineering? Yeah, it, it's frankly, it, 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 we never know where these shows are going to go. Right. It, 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 but it's, it's what you owe your kids is the truth right now. Right. Yeah. Mortgage rates hit a 20 year high. So what does that mean? Well, it's going to be harder for you to buy your first place. Yeah. You're going to rent, you're going to rent for longer. So, and that makes sense. And I mean, and dude, so let's walk that one all the way through the, to the end. Like, so your daughter is a, is going to be graduating soon, right? Let's say that she gets, uh, let's say she gets a job in a big city, like a big metropolitan area. Okay. Um, let's keep her in the Southeast. Let's say she's in, you know, Nashville or Charlotte, something like that. All right. Let's put her in Nashville. Okay, cool. So she's in Nashville. So one, there are, there is no inventory of homes in Nashville right now. So if she finds one, it is going to be ridiculously expensive, although it's a little cheaper than it was, you know, in January, but with, we're about to go up 75 basis points more in interest rates in November. I bet we get another 50 basis point increase, a half a percent in either December or January. So that's going to send, you know, the 30 year mortgage probably above seven, approaching 8%. And housing just becomes, especially for, you know, first, you know, first job out of school (laughs) shit. I mean, and even probably almost late early career housing is almost unaffordable without a roommate situation. And your interest payments are going to be significant where now it's almost the, the scales have tipped to where it'll make a whole lot more sense to rent for, you know, a two year period, a three year period until a couple of things happen. Either one, you're making significantly more money, which generally early career is, uh, it's not going to happen in a two, three year period or two interest rates kind of come back down, which, which is very plausible, you know, in the next two years or three years. So it makes a whole lot more sense to wait and see what's going to happen with interest rates than to make a decision to, you know, go ahead and purchase. Because another thing too is if she, if they don't have 20% down in the house, not only are they going to be paying a higher interest rate, they're also going to be paying, you know, PMI, the private mortgage insurance through a traditional mortgage. So just a couple of things to consider. It starts making sense to weigh out the, you know, rent versus own yeah. scenario. And almost, I can, t- I probably in almost all scenarios, it's going to tip right now towards the scale of rent for a little while. Yeah. If, if you can find, you know, a rental property, the, but the place like think places like Nashville, so they you, do have, you, you, you room with your luxury friends, apartments, right? Yeah, you, yeah, absolutely. You room with your friends, you get smart. I mean, that's, here's the bottom yep. line is that, is that you, 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 you have to make, you have to make decisions. You have to make sacrifices and you have to make decisions. And because here's what's coming on the other side of all this. And this is what I, I, I believe this firmly is on the other side of all this, there's going to be a group of people that navigated their way through it and they're ready to thrive. 
and they're gonna be a group of people that just can't function right they're like they're like my dog with the cone he, he, at some point <laughs> need you to feed him at some point gus is either gonna figure it out because he's so damn hungry or more likely my wife is gonna sit down on the floor and spoon feed him kibble which it, that's on her right she's like well I, I, I this is ridiculous i'm like yes it is totally ridiculous that you're doing this he needs to learn how to figure it out he needs to learn how to figure out how to get to the food because i'm looking at it going i can figure that out yeah just get it and and dude and that's such the classic example of households the differences between moms and dads too and 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 that's not a smack at mom their moms are nurturing and dads are kind of like dude you gotta you gotta you need some pain to be able to to figure this shit out because because if you don't do it on your own, then then you're going to be totally dependent on someone. And this is what I tell my girls. I'm like, you know, Bella gets it. And I've been hardline with Bella ever since she was a little kid. Gia's a little bit more girly. And, you know, and she'll say things like, oh, when I grow up, I'm going to be a stay-at-home mom. I'm like, okay, that's cool if that's a decision that you make. But I I'll, I want you to make that decision, not, not that you got to run out and get married to a dude that's going to take care of you. Like, I want you to be able to take care of yourself. And if you decide that, hey, I choose to stay home and, you know, and take care of the kids, that that's a decision that you made, that that's not your aspiration to only be, you know, a homemaker. Like, I want you to be able to support yourself. I tell Carson, hey, man, go someplace where you can get a degree in a field that's going to hire. And hey, keeping it real, you're a white man. And in today's field, that makes you almost untouchable by the big corporations, right? So you got to you got to do something where, yeah, I'm a Hispanic man. You got to do something where you are in a field where there are so few people that are that excel at it that they've got no choice but to hire you. It's reality. Yeah, and go make money and ask out the pretty girl and yeah, and yeah. marry and get married to the female that makes more money than you or whatever don't have the ego yeah Yeah, yeah. i mean whatever whatever the case may be but but it's uh i mean look the world's changing i mean it just is and so you 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 know i mean you see all this stuff and uh stock markets all over the place can't really count like right now you're if you're someone like me in his 50s you can't really count on retirement right now you can't even think about retirement yeah keep grinding man realistically i mean someone says how long are you gonna work at least till I'm 70 at this yeah. point. At, you just got to keep grinding. That's it. You just got to keep grinding. You gotta, and, and you got to be real. Like I'm sure I've said four or five things already that have offended people. Nothing. I've said is, <laughs> nothing I've said is false. Well, and you know, and most people don't realize to like your child rearing years are really kind of call it late twenties through the late forties, early fifties. Those are, those are the, you know, your general, your child rearing years. Most people, you know, have either neutral or negative cash flow in those years when you're raising kids. Yeah. And most people actually save what they're going to retire on and kind of those last, you know, 15, 20 years when yeah, they're at their highest earnings rate as a, you know, in their career, their kids are out of the house, their, you know, houses are getting paid for you, all the debt. It's kind of funny, man. It's, it's like a, it's like God's sense of humor. He gives us like, the least amount of money and income during the periods when we need it, uh, like when we're raising kids. And then 
we end up with the most money in our careers in the periods where we have the least amount of expenses. Yeah. And that's that's just kind of the natural way that we see things happening. And because it's funny at at age 50, I see it happen all the time, especially with the dudes, you know, like at 48, you know, the dudes are talking about, Oh, I'm going to get that, you know, that new F one fifty platinum or, you know, that Chevy Denali or whatever it is. And then at 51, they're like, Oh shit. Like I need to, I, I don't even know if I'm on track for return. It's like a flip, a switch flips at 50. I don't know what it is. Um, and, and then, you know, most people save what they're going to save in those last 15, 20 years and they're okay. They're good. So I'll say this to you. Like if we have listeners that are in their, you know, late forties, early fifties, or even in their mid fifties, and they've got kids that are almost off payroll and they're looking at their stuff going, I'm not going to be able to retire. You will. It happens. I promise. But you just got to be disciplined the last you know, 15 years, the last 20 years, and you're going to make it. Anything else you want to get a little, to? A little silver lining, man. Yeah. No. Well, I will say, dude, like you t- you said it just a few minutes ago, uh, like how crazy. So, I mean, inflation came in hot this morning. Markets were in the toilet, you know, open, pre-open and open. Now markets are ripping. Dude, if you're a day trader in – a time like I don't understand how anyone can be a day trader in times like this because up is down and down is up and things that should make things go up don't things that should make things go down don't it's I dude I have no idea how someone could be day trading I mean you would just get your head cut off every day because like dude the between 2018 and 2020 we had almost no days and no months where the markets were, you know, plus or minus or no days where markets were plus or minus 1%. It was just steady stacking in, you know, low volatility. And then like, dude, we have every day is a plus one, minus one, plus two, minus 2% on market today. It's, it's wild. It's crazy. So the tortoise wins the race is what I'm saying. Yes. Because the rabbit is dead somewhere. Got his head cut off, you know, way back there. Ran into the bus saw. And that's all I have to say about that. Wow. It's pretty dramatic. <laughs> I mean, I could have gone further. Have you ever seen the movie Midsummer? I never have. It is uh it's quite disturbing. Um it's 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 quite disturbing on the front end. It a lot of mental health stuff, but uh it's really about like these folk it's north northern sweden uh like these uh almost pagan ritualistic cult type things anyway when we talked about the rabbit going through a buzzsaw it gave me a visual image of the bear essentially going through a buzzsaw uh it's pretty gross but anyway add man not a plug for midsummer it's a crazy movie yeah i don't like very dark i don't like those kind of movies yeah it's really dark it's it is very heavy mental health, like bad mental health stuff. Uh, it's really dark. Yeah. Not good for so me. Don't watch it. Not good for me. <laughs> cool, man. I'll be quiet. Uh, anything else you want to get to before we roll? Uh, I mean, I think the Fed is going to gonna put up another three-quarter point hike in November. Man, I think they're probably going to do another half percent in either December or January. So I would tell, I would tell people hang tight. Um, 
you know, don't make any moves yet. Uh, it will to your we went. It will become clear to your advisor when it's time to to make moves. Don't try to trade this stuff. Just be. I know it's not. It, not, it doesn't feel good, but just sit tight and be comfortable and trust your advisor uh, that your advisor's you know looking out for you. All right. Well, uh, we'll stop there. Hope everybody has a uh, a great weekend. Appreciate you making us a part of your week. Again, we won't have a show next week because Martin's going to the Dominican to hang out and watch girls in bikinis and drink those little fancy rum drinks and stuff. And I'll be grinding away here at uh, rebelgrove.com and NPW Digital. Just... Which is also inflation protected, right? Yeah. You guys have been the same monthly costs for... We were researching it. Um, we realize now looking back that one of the reasons that we had such a difficult time gro- growing in the uh, 1700s was because we were charging nine ninety five a month uh, for a product that, <clears throat> I mean, let's face it. It's worth 50 a month. Well, I mean, college football recruiting in the 1700s, how much of it was there? And so we were really charging a lot for something that wasn't quite there yet. Oh, so you're just letting the world catch up to you now. And so now it's still the same price and, and, and there's so much going on. So it's fair valued. If you are, I don't know, King George the second. Yep. And you subscribe to rebelgrove.com. And I can't sit here and tell you that he did not. He Well, he did. He told me. He loves Neil. When he first subscribed, he was really spending a lot of money that I'm sure yeah. the queen was like, what the hell are we doing? No, they had plenty. They didn't, they weren't worried about it. And, but now he's looking at it every day going, what a bargain. This is great. Great. I mean, you pro- he's probably it's probably at a discount to fair value. Yeah, probably so. So, so anyway, maybe you should raise your prices. It's the same price as it's been since uh, King George the Second was was uh, looking over the uh, the colonies. Well, it, and our fees have been the same since uh, since King George the Second too. And it's actually one thing we did we've talked about because our input costs have gone up significantly. And we've talked about, you know, do we just very small little little increase just to try to get, you know, some of our input costs for our clients covered, but we haven't we've been too chicken to pull the to pull the trigger on it. All right, we will uh we'll stop there. Thanks to everyone for uh for making us a uh a part of your uh a part of your week. We always appreciate it. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks. Get you ready for uh Boy, we come back in two weeks, Martin. It'll be almost election time. Uh, yeah, I'm really interested. Well, I know we're out of time, but we definitely need to do it because I'm really interested in what's going to happen in Nevada, Pennsylvania, and Georgia too. Yeah, we'll we'll get into that in two weeks. We'll dive in because it'll be crunch. It'll be honest. It'll yeah. be honest crunch time. So we'll uh, we'll look forward to that, Martin. Enjoy your trip. Thanks, man. Appreciate you, Neil. Have a good weekend. Don't forget, it's MyPinWealth.com, M-Y-P-I-N-N, Wealth.com. See you guys soon. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? 
Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.